With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, August 2nd, and we are here answering your financial questions, trying to take the mystery out of your financial life. And Mark, I forgot to say something after yesterday's show where we had Patrick from Virginia on and we were talking about how to reallocate a 529 plan. And the simplest piece of advice that I omitted in yesterday's show was that you know, if you are using a 529 plan and, you know, once your kid gets to be, say, 8, 9, 10 years old, if you don't want to be on the hook for making decisions about allocation, choose the age-based portfolio. They will, uh, are going, you know, so they, meaning the investment company, will automatically reduce the risk as your child gets nearer to college age. So I just want to make sure everyone gets that because it is quite a burden to be on the hook for making these decisions at quote unquote the right time. So just, oh, I forgot to do that yesterday. You know, we pre-tape a lot of shows. So actually we just got off the air with Patrick. So I, it's hot on my brain. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Today we are answering financial questions for Rob, who is in New England. Hello, Rob. How are you? What's going on? I'm well. Good morning, Jill and Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What's happening? So I have two questions. And the first is planning around the government pension offset for Social Security. So my wife is fortunate to be a state employee and she will have a defined pension that is pretty generous, but she does not pay into Social Security. And since we are basically the same age, I am most likely to die before her and the survivor benefit would be entirely eliminated by the government pension offset. Do. Well, let's talk about some of the numbers and then we can try to figure out the plan. So how old are you, first of all? That's, so, that's a big number. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm 38. My wife is 37. Uh, Rob, how much do you earn right now? So uh, together, my wife and I gross about 170. What is the game plan in terms of her employment uh, with the state? How long do you think she'll stay in the system? So she can retire with her max pension benefit at age 62, which would be 80% um, and include 80% of health insurance. So I believe she's planning to do that. And that would be uh, about in today's dollars, with assuming no promotions, um, 5200 a month is what we would see with the joint survivor benefit. Okay. So that's the joint survivor. So if she, all right, I'm just going to like be blunt about it. Cause so if she is 63 and she drops dead, you're still getting that 1500, $5,200 a month for your life. Correct. Correct. And also the health benefits. And, okay. That's also important. Okay, great. So that's awesome. And she will not be uh, entitled to social security. Correct. Now let's talk about you. What is your game plan in terms of a work, uh, you know, work until like 62, 65, 67? What are you thinking? So I'm planning um, to work 
part-time to basically make my social security income that I would receive at age 70. So I can delay until then part-time from 63 to 70, uh, or maybe more than part-time depending on how I feel, but that that's my game plan. Okay. And at 70, what's your social security benefit? Uh, at 70 right now it's 3,300. So at your age 70, you claim the 3300. She is not entitled to half of yours because she gets no social security. I just want to make sure we get that out there, right? No social security at all for your wife. Correct. Okay. So if people are listening, I feel like I want to make sure I always bang that drum. Uh, some places when you work for certain municipalities, there is a social security carve out like you don't get it no matter what. Okay. So right now, how much money are you putting away into retirement accounts between the two of you? So she has a, a 457 that she's putting away uh, a nominal amount in. There's about 15000 in that right now. I am doing a 6% Roth match with my current employer. So I've got, uh, I just started that position. So I've got about 5000 in there and I have previous rollovers of 20000 in traditional and 12000 in Roth. And any other money that's invested right now, brokerage account or 529 plans, if you have kids, I didn't know if you have kids or not. Yep. I have two young kids. So we do have 529s. We have about 6,000 in there for them. And our plan for that is we basically put in the the amount to get this, the max out the state income tax deduction. Um, we have a, the mortgage on our house will roll off when our oldest is a senior in high school. So we are planning to cash flow what we are willing to contribute to college um, and let them bear the brunt of the rest. I love that. Okay. How much is the house worth? A house is worth about five fifty. And so there must be a small How I don't know how old your kids are, but how, what's the outstanding mortgage balance? So we've got about one twenty dollars um, at 3.75% and payments for another 10 years. And how old are the kids? Uh, five and eight. So why just 6% into the retirement account? So until now, we've been pretty heavily hit with daycare expenses. And uh-huh. my youngest is going to be going into kindergarten. So that's rolling off. So I was planning to increase those contributions uh, now that that expense is gone. How much was daycare? Uh, when we had both at the same time, it was 35 a year. Good God. Okay. And then, so what, I know, what is rolling off? What do we have available to us in free cash flow once daycare is eliminated? Is a five-year-old going to kindergarten this year? Yes. So we probably have 2200 a month that we could realistically put towards um, uh, retirement. Okay. What about the emergency reserve? How much is in there? Uh, we have 12 months in cash. Okay. Great. No other investment accounts, right? No other investment accounts. And then the only other debt we have is uh, uh, $8,000 left on solar panels, uh, but they pay for themselves. So that's not really a, a concern. Okay. I'm not concerned. Mark, should Rob put all of that $2,000 into his retirement account? I was going to say 1500 a month and then the other 1000 I would open up a brokerage. Yeah, I'm thinking that also. So here's what I, I think that the 1500 a month pops that right into the retirement account. Just like wait till the kindergarten happens and everything is okay. Cause you know, sometimes you need a little extra help or whatever, but try to increase it so that you're maxing out your account, your uh, retirement account. And that would be $20,500 this year. I mean, you may not get it for this year since half, you know, whatever, seven months is over, but you know, get on track another $1,500 a month starting in say September, October. Okay. Then the extra money, since you do have your 12-month cash stash, 
I like the idea of starting a non-retirement brokerage account, meaning just a plain old joint account between the two of you. Because at this point, you're going you're to start, you know, really, you're going to spend 20 years more, 22, 24 years putting money away at whatever pace you're going to do. Having that pot of money that's already been taxed is going to solve for that question of what do we do about not having as much money because she will not have social security. And I think that's what gives you some flexibility right there. And that will also give you flexibility when you are doing your 63 to 70. But that's really how we plan for it. I mean, the the fact that you don't have social security, or she doesn't rather, is is not the biggest concern because it does not look to me like you're spending a ton of money. It's hard to tell because your kids are young right now. What If I put a gun to your head, how much money do you need for retirement income? Do you know what that number is? It's about six grand a month is, is really comfortable for us. All right. So, I mean, you're going to have that because essentially her pension plus your social security is going to get you there. The only issue you're going to have is coming up with the money that you'll need between 63 and 70. That's really, or 62 and seven, whenever you decide to downshift, that's it. And then you're fine. And then the fact that she doesn't get social security is not the biggest deal in the world because you're planning around it just by putting more money into retirement, number one, and number two, having that cash available to you before you reach age 70 so you have some money to spend. And I think that that's, that makes sense. It's, it's a great plan. You know, for everyone listening, when you have some sort of payment, it could be a mortgage payment, it could be childcare, whatever. The goal is in a lot of the, the tricky way to like get yourself on track is to just divert money that was going to one place and put it into another place. So daycare, it can become 529 savings. Daycare can become retirement savings. Um, mortgage payment could be something like, oh, I'm going to just make sure that I put money for my grandchildren's 529. Like the, the easiest way to kind of get your goals on track is just to divert what was being spent on something to something else. And that way it just doesn't go into the ether where you just spend it and have a great time. So that's question one for Rob. Rob, what's question two? I feel like this is the doozy. This is the the piece that is a little more complicated. So my mother is in her early 70s and she lives in a, a resort community, let's say, and she's lived there her entire life and she has zero dollars in retirement savings. Some of that's due to some things I don't necessarily agree with, but the past is the past and we're moving forward. So I'm trying to figure out how to get her you know, stable in her community because I think moving outside that away from her immediate family would be a detriment to her well-being. And eventually she's going to have to stop working, whether it's by choice or by force. Um, and she's going to have to live on her social security, which uh, is only 1600 a month. And right now the uh, mortgage taxes and insurance on her house is uh, just under 2000 a month. So her living cost alone would be blowing her out of the water. So um, we've looked at a few things, looking at reverse mortgages, maybe turning- How much is the house worth? So the house is worth about $1.2 right now. Because uh, she's in a fancy resort community that's skyrocketed in value. It, What's the outstanding mortgage balance? The outstanding mortgage is 150000 at 4%, and there's 20 years left on that payment. So right now she's working. How much is she earning? She's earning about 60000 a year. Um, wow. So that's she's, great. She's doing really well. Um, but it basically is- you know, almost paycheck to paycheck. The expenses where she is are higher. So she's just kind of getting by. So I'm, I'm looking at options. And uh, right now, the one that seems to be the most attractive is for my wife and I to assume the, the mortgage taxes and insurance 
and essentially have her, you know, gift us the property and we would give her a life estate. Um, and, you know, she could keep any income that the property generated from, you know, renting a room or something like that. So, uh, Mark, by the way, there goes my $2,000 a month into his retirement account. Did you just hear that go away? Pop. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Rob, wait a second. I just want to ask a few more questions. Sure. So your mother is in her early 70s and she's working, so she's okay. This sounds like, I don't know if it's a big house or a small house or what have you, but is she able to maintain the house? Like, is there any notion like we should move her out of here? It sounds like she's perfectly capable of living on her own right now, right? Yeah. No, she's perfectly capable of living on her own and the house can be set up so that it's single floor living um, so she can extend the time that she's there. So okay, um, it's not a, it, that's not a concern. We've looked at downsizing. The problem is, is that with the prices cra- so crazy where she is, downsizing would really only lo- unlock, uh, you know, a hundred or $200,000 out of the equity she it. has. So it's not worth it. Do you have siblings? I have one sibling. Not a great relationship or okay? No, we have a great relationship. He's just not, uh, you know, not completely out on his own, figured out where he wants to be. So I'm kind of going, okay, I think this is on me to make sure that I can do something. Yeah. But like, if this is the only asset, let me just put the, let me just put my hat on representing your brother. Okay. It's the only asset. And right now, presumably if your mom were, you know, to pass away, you would split the house, right? Okay. So how do we take care of him in this? If like, it's a little thorny, that's what I would say. It is. So, the the alternative is, you know, if she sold it and moved away from that community, I, I do have concerns and I'm not really confident that that money would last. Um, she's had some previous property sales and previous inheritance that have been eroded completely. And that was money we thought would last a, a good chunk of time. So Kind of the the alternative that that we've been looking at, and we've discussed this at length, is that if she were to sell and move somewhere else, that that money would essentially evaporate, and there really would be no inheritance. So, what would happen is essentially, would you actually purchase the house from your mom? So, I don't have the financial capability to purchase it. So, um, I think the cleanest option would be for her to gift it, um, and whether or not that goes into a trust that is somehow joint beneficiary for my brother and I. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I pay the cost up front and we figure out something on the back end. This is not an asset that I would ever plan to divest from. There's, it's, a, it's a nice place to keep going. You know, eventually, once my mother does pass, this house will probably net you know, $25,000 a year in rental income you know, based on today's dollars. Yeah, at least. Um, you know what I think? I think that this is quite, this is a legal issue. You need a great a state attorney to help paper this. I get where you're going. I mean, there's one part of it that makes me slightly nervous, which is for you personally. Remember our $2,000 of cash flow that you have, let's say two to 2,500. Well, now if you're going to use that to pay the mortgage, maybe she pays, maybe as long as she's still working, maybe you take on the mortgage and she does some other expenses. But like, if you, I I hate to have that 2,000 is a big nut for you. Do you think that if you gave her, a th- if it were $1,000 a month, would it help her at least until she retires to just like stockpile some money? Or do you want to make it cleaner and just be like, I'm taking this whole thing over? I, I really want to make it cleaner. I'm I, If I'm going to get involved and, and put my assets in, I need to protect what's there. Yeah. And, and okay. just gifting her the money is not an option. Okay. So then what I think you have to do is you go meet with a, do you have, do you have a will right now? Do you have an estate attorney that you deal with for you or your mother or anything? Yep, Anyone? I do. 
I think you talk to this person. I think you lay out exactly what you want to do. Your downside, by the way, is that you will also, if she's gifting you the house, she's gifting you her cost basis, meaning that, you know, if she were to die tomorrow and you inherited the house, you would inherit the date of death valuation of the house, which would mean you inherited at 1.2 million. But since you don't, you're not inclined to sell it anyway, having her cost basis of much lower amount, which I'm sure, you know, whenever they bought the house, when, you know, your parents first bought the house was probably a long time ago, but you inherit that cost basis. It's okay. You just have to know that that's the case. And then, um, and then what I think has to happen is that you have to have this documented and papered in a way that protects you and your wife, but also to be clear that like, you're not screwing your brother out of half of the money. And there has to be some way to do that. I, there's a legal mechanism to do that. I don't know if it's a trust. I don't know how it would work. I don't know if it would be that he is some sort of like partnership in a real estate de- deal or what have you, or that you're going to owe him a certain amount of money. But a lawyer is going to figure out a way that three interests are served. Mom's is number one, most important. Yours financial and your brother's financial. And it has to be that you're all working together for those goals to come together. Agreed. And then luckily we have, you know, the relationship that is going to make that work. So it, there's no okay. contention. There's no, there's no um, animosity. So it should be relatively smooth. It's just a matter of exactly figuring it out. Is there any chance that long term that you would want to live in that house? Did you grow up in that house? I did. And I think long term, um, you know, once the, the principal note is paid off and, and there's some other money that may or may not come in, um, that I would put, you know, a, a guest cottage on there. And that would be somewhere where we could retire to and, you know, still rent out the, the house that is currently there. So there's a lot of upside. Um, yep. And I, th- I think I, th- I think that that's I think that this is actually a weird. Like, yes, it's financial, but it's also legal. Um, Mark, what happens if we can't put two thousand dollars a month into his retirement account? Thank God for that pension. That's exactly right. So here's the deal, dude. Yes. Even if you can just do a little bit more, what I would try to do is every time you get a little raise, even if this deal is done, I would still try to like go from six percent. I'd go to eight percent, try to get to ten percent see how the cash flow is, see how this deal develops and see whether or not you can slowly increase the amount of money you put in there. I think that this is good. So Rob, any other questions for us? No, this has been great. I really appreciate you guys helping me out. Oh, we are so delighted. Hey, this is a very complicated issue. And if you've got questions like this, where there is a big asset, like this is, you know, $1.2 million asset it's the only asset. How do we preserve it? How do we make sure that the money is moved in the right direction? How do we make sure the older generation is protected? How do we make sure that the younger generation is protected? These are the kinds of questions we love to work through with you. If you've got any sort of financial question like this or any other kind of financial question, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Then Mark does everything else while you're on the website. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter and check out all of our other content. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. We would be most appreciative. Okay, lift someone up today. Thank you so much for listening. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.